Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast, of course, powered by Overtime Media for all your Wisconsin Badgers news on the recruiting t- trail, on the field, and near the rim. I am Jake Kokorowski. We got John McNamara here on a Sunday night, going to give you guys a podcast a day early because uh, a lot to talk about. Uh, official visit weekend number three in the books. We'll get to that in just a second. We have, of course, John was down there on Friday for camp, uh, for the third positional camp of June. And then also it looks like some, if I'm not mistaken, John, there's some basketball offers and even a walk-on offer for the 2020 football class too. Uh, but first off, how are you've been busy today? If you guys go to badgerblitz.com again, real quick, folks, go to the breaking banner. You guys get free premium access to badgerblitz.com and all the rival sites free until the season opener against South Florida in late August. Don't pay until September 1st. Use promo code SUMMER19. Uh, if you guys have looked at our message board lately, it's been lighting up. Uh, and also all the articles that John and I have been spitting out, especially John today. John, you've been busy uh, on this Sunday, man. You, I mean, hopefully you get a day off sometime uh, this week just to relax. <laughs> you've been busy, man. Well, that, that's why I requested the podcast for tonight because I knew I wouldn't be able to sleep too well because I get all jacked up with, with these big – official visitor recap days. So um, I'm still kind of running on some adrenaline right now. So I want to fire off the podcast and then uh, try to slowly make myself fall asleep tonight at some point. I was going to say, okay, you know, for those that don't know, for me, I'm a diet Pepsi fiend. Uh, I'm not into any energy drinks. I'm not into coffee. My wife drinks just coffee straight black. I'm like, how can you do that? Uh, I am a straight diet Pepsi guy or like I'll go like that's regular. I'll go for the premium stuff in Pepsi Max, which has the diet Pepsi with more caffeine in it. Uh, I usually, uh, I mean, I've been good about it lately, but when I'm on, you guys see the press box. If you guys follow me on Twitter, you guys know that I have a running press box soda total that pretty much I do every, every game for that matter. Uh, I'm usually around four to six, depending upon how long I'm up in the press box at Camp Randall or uh, at the Cole center. But for you, John, what do you, what's your, what's your go-to for caffeine or that extra jolt when you're in the midst of writing, transcribing, interviewing uh, players and getting stories up on the site? Yeah, it's black coffee until I won't drink it until like (laughs) after, Like once 10 o'clock hits, I'll usually cut myself off from coffee. And then on days like this, my wife will have some Diet Coke floating around the house. So I'll pop a couple of those. But uh, it's not like my favorite. But you know, I'm, I'm a big coffee guy. I enjoy everything about it. So that, that usually gets me going in the morning. And then I'll find something else when I need to uh, kind of like forge around the house if I need to throughout the day. I got you on that one, my friend, you know, going and looking for with, with Wisconsin and just, they've been busy the past three weekends have been all about uh, official visits. And this weekend four came to town. We had confirmed those uh, last week and we put it on our podcast uh, as well as on badgerblitz.com. Uh, looked like all four came, right, John? Yes, sir. Yeah. All four wound up on campus. Um, you know, I got a chance to see those guys, Right away on Friday, um, they popped in uh, Friday morning to Wisconsin's camp. And obviously none of those guys participated in the camp, but uh, it looked like Zachman was the first one there. And that would have made sense because it sounds like he was the first one return. He actually went to the Phillies game today, uh, which is Sunday. So he was home pretty quick. And then Max Lofi uh, popped into uh, to that camp uh, shortly after uh, Zachman was there. And then, like, right around noon, and where I, I tweeted this out, that uh, Kane Johnson walked in 
And I was outside of Camp Randall and he walked in with his, it looked like his, you know, his parents and maybe someone else's sister. I don't want to like speculate, but it, you know, he was with, I think three or four of the people and Chris was at the other end watching some drills. And I think someone let him know that Caden Johnson walked in and he wasn't running or sprinting, but he was walking pretty briskly. And uh, he, he gave Caden Johnson uh, a pretty big hug and, you know, talked to his family a while. And, you know, that was, you know, that's big when the head coach does that you know the connection that they have with Paul Christ and you know that because it doesn't happen everywhere you know at some places you know kids will note that you know hey I went up for an official visit and I really didn't even get the chance to talk to the head coach so um, you know Paul Chris certainly made Kane Johnson and you know the other three guys that were there as well uh, you know big priorities and made them feel welcome there um, obviously he gets them out to his house they have dinner um, so you know that's a big thing as well and then uh, Kevontre Bradford was was on campus as well uh, the running back from Texas. So uh, four guys, three on the defensive side, and then Bradford obviously at tailback. And, um, you know, you know, well, you know, I should say three of the guys that, that have offers, Zachman didn't leave with an offer. But uh, I think, I think you know, as time goes on here, I think they're going to find a way to, to make him part of this 2020 class as well. Yeah, it felt interesting. I mean, I was surprised by when – you put the article up early this morning that he did not leave with an offer. Cause usually you would think, you know, and you talked about it uh, last week on the show, the last episode that you usually when you're up on an official visit, usually there's, there may be an offer uh, coming up on along the lines. I mean, you don't just um, wine and dine, uh, you know, a player in the family, you know, on, on the university dime uh, without, without the offer. Did you find that interesting? Uh, or, or, I mean, it sounds like you were a little surprised by that too. I was. Yeah. You know, it, usually what happens is if you bring a guy on campus um, most of the time, or for an official visit, most of the time they have an offer already in hand. And if they don't, you know, they'll be offered at some point during the visit. And um, that wasn't the case with Zachman. You know, he went up there um, after a strong camp performance. Wisconsin wanted to get him back for an official visit. And my thought was that he would get offered and then, you know, be presented with the opportunity to commit if he wanted to at some point. Um, but he wasn't offered. So, um, you know, he was talking to Coach Bosted quite a bit. Uh, they project him to play inside linebacker. And Bostad basically said they're waiting on two guys right now, Jordan Turner uh, and Malik Reed, both of whom have, have taken their official visits to Wisconsin. Uh, with Malik Reed, it looks like Wisconsin, Nebraska, and UCLA uh, kind of, you know, make up his top three and Arizona's in the mix as well. And then with Turner, you know, he released a top five, but from what I've been hearing, it's Wisconsin and Purdue for him. So uh, if one of those guys commits to a different school, or if both of them commit to a different school, I would imagine that Zachman's uh, next up in line. At least that's the feedback that he gave me that he feels like, um, you know, he's, he's next up and that if something happens where Wisconsin doesn't land one of those two guys that, that he'll get an offer. Um, and he said he would come back up and visit and kind of reevaluate after that. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, you know, both the guys that we mentioned, Reed and Turner, obviously very high in Wisconsin. We, I would expect their decisions to, to come at some point this summer. Right. And you mentioned it too, you know, with Malik Reed, you know, he visited Nebraska this weekend. And before that he had told us too, that I think we were one of the first to break it where he said that he was going to go to Arizona. You know, he went to Arizona earlier uh, last week as well. So he's been busy and yeah, he was one of the, uh, you know, yeah, he was one of the, he was a busy guy in June. You know, he had UCLA just a couple of weeks prior in late May. And so, uh, you know, 
And then Turner obviously visited Purdue, not this pat, not this weekend, but the weekend prior. So it should be really, really interesting to see if Wisconsin can land those targets. And if Zachman makes it uh, with an offer and if he, he jumps uh, on it later down the road, it, I guess, you know, before we get to the bat signal is what we, you and I refer to it as, or the badger signal, however you want to call it. Uh, we've speak, we've spoken with three of the four. You've spoken with three of the four official visitors. Anything else stand out to, you know, about any of the three uh, when talking to them? Yeah. You know, obviously Zachman didn't have the opportunity to commit, uh, didn't have an offer at the time during his visit. Uh, Max Lofi, the cornerback from Colorado, I asked him if he committed. He said no. Um, he's still thinking about taking a, uh, an official visit to Arizona State in July. Um, he wasn't positive about that. He's also visited uh, Oklahoma State and Minnesota. Um, interesting stuff from from Lofi. I, I really wanted to ask him because he's coming off visits to Minnesota and, and Wisconsin in back-to-back weekends, and uh, he gave a pretty you know respectable and professional answer. Just talked about, you know, Minnesota is a little bit more intense and Wisconsin is a little bit more uh, about, you know, family and relationship oriented and stuff like that. So I just I just can't imagine a guy taking, you know, two visits and back to back weekends that that are, are such, you know, kind of opposite head coaches. And, you know, you, you can argue I'm not arguing one way that one is right and one one is wrong. It's just, you know, P.J. Fleck and and Paul Christ are just kind of polar opposites with, you know, just about everything that they do, you know, recruiting wise and, uh, you know, how they handle social media and everything like that. So um, I thought Lofi's comments were, were interesting. You can definitely read the story we have up on him right now. And then Caden Johnson, um, he's a guy I don't think is really even close to a decision. When I talked to him, he's taken one official visit so far to Wisconsin. Um, you know, he has four left. He wants to use them. I said, you know, do you know of any official visits coming up for you? Do you have any scheduled? No. Do you know what schools you'll for sure take a visual visits to when, when you get that figured out? No, I'm not really sure at this point. Um, you know, he's mentioned Minnesota and Nebraska in the past. Uh, I know Oregon's kind of intriguing for him as well. So he's a guy I don't think he is even close to decision. So, um, you know, that would leave Bradford, and we, we're, we're still trying to connect with him uh, to get, get the story from how his visit went. And then uh, I think we'll have more to report after that. Right, yeah, and, and for those that don't, no, uh, late last night, well, probably about seven, seven thirty ish, uh, more towards seven thirty. You saw Wisconsin, uh, quality control, uh, coach for recruiting, uh, recruiting assistant there in Jensen Gebhardt, and then also director of player personnel, uh, Saeed Khalif, both tweet out the hashtag that kind of is what we call the bat signal or the badger signal. The hashtag with or first off the emoji of the W, basically the W sign. And then hashtag Badger Boys twenty. So uh, there, you know, there was, you know, that is the indicator that something happened. There is in a, you know, from what you and I have seen, John, they there is a verbal commit somewhere. Someone committed to the program. That is what how we understand it. So I am in, you know, we still don't know exactly. We don't know who yet. Uh, and like I said, we're waiting to to hear back from there. So. Uh, I mean that, you know, I guess uh, one, do you like the uh, Badger boys 20 and, and two, I mean, I know they have the Wisconsin uh, with the S, S and the I being 21 uh, for what we saw with, I think it was Jackson Acker's commitment back uh, a couple weeks back, but uh, those seem like pretty good marketing, marketing devices on Twitter, you'd say. Yeah. You know, it serves its purpose. I think the people that, that go on Twitter often and, and follow that kind of stuff on Twitter you know, they certainly recognize it and it draws up some suspense and um, I'm sure it's 
not Paul Chris doing that. He says, oh, you know, we need to get something going on Twitter. But, um, you know, it's just something the marketing department does. And, you know, if you look, a lot of coaches do that. Um, you know, Tim Polisek from from Iowa does something similar when when Iowa gets recruit or a commitment. Um, James Franklin from Penn State, I know, does something about, you know, what is it, 108,000 108, people that they fit in their stadium. Or they make a reference to that. So, you know, it's certainly something that other programs do. And, you know, they try to draw some – some excitement on, on social media, which is, which is great because, you know, I, I think fans really enjoy that kind of stuff and it makes them feel like they're more connected to the program in my opinion. Right. And yeah, I talk about James Franklin. He does the hashtag. We are dot, dot, dot better. And then it's the, the hashtag oh, yeah, yeah. 107 K strong hashtag PSU unrivaled uh, all that fun stuff. And so, yeah, something happened. Uh, we are, like I said, we're, we're still unsure uh, and, and we're working to John and I have been trying to work the phones and uh, see what's going on. So uh, obvi- and obviously once something breaks, we'll let you guys know here on badgerblitz.com, but you know, kind of going back, let's, let's go, let's rewind from, you know, Sunday and Saturday, but going to Friday when the commits arrived and when you saw most of them, that was during the camp. And you mentioned already Paul Chris giving Caden Johnson a, a big hug uh, and just greeting the other uh, official visitors you know, you, this is a final positional camp. They had a 2022 quarterback in town. They, there's a new offer for the, you know, 2021 class at tight end. But first off, you know, before we even get deeper into that, you know, who in your opinion stood out the most during this last camp of June? Yeah, we had a uh, kind of Cade McDonald-esque moment uh, during camp where, um, you know, I was watching a lot of the defensive linemen going up against the offensive lineman because it was, you know, two pretty good groups there. Um, the guy actually turned out to be Dane Middlebrook, a three-star defensive tackle from uh, from Indiana. But you know, he was going rep after rep after rep, just, just going through these offensive linemen. Uh, a lot of times just going right through them using his strength and uh, just kind of his low center of gravity to, to really just – mow through all the guys that Rudolph was throwing at him and you know he was taking a lot of reps and then Rudolph would you know bring an offensive lineman that he liked and he'd have him go up against Dane Middlebrook and I was watching and watching and watching and then you know just kind of going through the process of uh you know looking what was on his helmet what was on his shorts uh we talked for a while and uh, you know, he thought that Dane was performing pretty well, uh, you know, just watching him. And he kind of talked about his recruiting process right now. And, um, you know, he's still without a power five offer, but he felt that, you know, if he performed well at Wisconsin, they would try to find room for him. Uh, he also said that they're heading out to Tennessee and Tennessee liked him quite a bit. Um, you know, as far as how he fits with Wisconsin right now, obviously the Badgers are waiting on uh, a decision from Nash Huttmacher. Um, You know, we've talked about him on the podcast before and, He's their number one option at that nose guard or defensive tackle position, and they're they're waiting on a decision from him. Um, but you know, with Middlebrook, I, I think the biggest thing with him in Wisconsin's eyes, and, and probably the eyes of a lot of other schools that are recruiting him from the Power Five uh, section, is is his height. Um, you know, we list him at six one two ninety five right now. Uh, that might be a little bit generous on the height side. Uh, he, I feel like he's about as tall as me, and I'm about five foot ten generously so he's probably 5'10 5'11 somewhere there but again he was he was awfully impressive at camp he was mowing through the guys that he that he was up against on the offensive line it was a pretty good group of guys there too so um, it'll be interesting to see how Wisconsin moves forward with him again like I like I said I think they're going to wait for for Huttmacher um, 
and then maybe reevaluate their defensive tackle board if he winds up somewhere else. And, you know, kind of looking now, talking about the defensive line, like, you know, when things come full circle that way where you go defensive line. Uh, that's where we were uh, back on the camp on June 1st when I first started. But, you know, going to the offensive side of the ball, and even with that camp, you had, you know, Jake Rubley, uh, the, another 21-21 quarterback. Last week you had Deacon Hill in town, even though there wasn't a camp. Uh, but this week, you know, you had a 2022 quarterback, uh, Devin Brown. Uh, and we'll even talk about Ty Thompson uh, a- after the break, too, because uh, he that's a, he's a 2021 quarterback out of Arizona. Uh, we'll talk about in a little bit. But, uh, you know, during the camp, you know, what did you see out of Devin Brown? Yeah, you know, first of all, I was trying to make sure that he was there because I knew that he was on campus Thursday and I wasn't sure if he was going to camp for sure. But, um, you know, you kind of figure that out right away with the amount of time that that John John Budmeyer spent with him, Um, you know, outside of Camp Randall, um, you know, throwing with the other quarterbacks. I think he was, you know, pretty close to uh, to Devin Brown throughout that whole session. And then I got to see him throw quite a bit. Um, I guess Wisconsin kind of calls it their, their overtime where they take the top guys from the camp and bring them inside the McLean Center. Um, you know, they have the linebackers and, and linemen and offensive linemen and running backs do some inside drills. And then uh, on Friday, they also had Devin Brown stay and throw to about four wide receivers and either three or four tight ends. And he, he, he took a lot of reps. He was throwing a lot of balls. So I got a chance to throw, see him throw uh, for, you know, about 15 or 20 minutes after practice. And, um, you know, I think the first thing that, that jumped out to me is that, you know, this kid just finished up his freshman year and he's, you know, he looks like he's 14 or 15 years old. So he's, he's definitely got some, some room to grow um, and get stronger and just kind of continue to develop and, you know, all the things that, that go through, you know, what every teenager goes through in high school. Uh, but, you know, just what he brings skill wise, you know, really good footwork. I thought uh, throws a, a pretty strong and accurate ball. Uh, I also thought he threw a really catchable ball. You know, he, a lot of guys were getting hit in stride. Uh, you know, right where, you know, when they're coming out of their break. So um, there's certainly a lot to like there. And, you know, you really have to trust John Budmeyer, even though he hasn't been around on Wisconsin staff for, for a very long time. You know, his, his ability to evaluate early is, is pretty impressive. Um, you know, obviously that uh, it goes back to Jack Cohn, uh, you know, who, who he evaluated pretty early and, and got a commitment from. And then um, you know, obviously to, to Chase Wolf, you know, he's a guy that was heavily recruited and, you know, everyone knows Graham Mertz and, you know, Wisconsin was Mertz's second or third offer at the time, I believe second, you know, maybe behind Kansas. So, um, you know, he, I think he does a very good job of evaluating guys and Devin, Devin Brown was the first quarterback that they've offered so far in the 2022 class. Uh, it seems like a long ways away, but, you know, things are, are kind of sped up with quarterback recruiting. They generally make their commitments earlier than than uh, recruits from other positions. So you really have to like the groundwork that's been laid so far with Brown, uh, who was on campus, like we talked about. And he said he's coming back for the bye week that he has in October when uh, Wisconsin plays Michigan State. So um, there's still a long way to go, and you know we we got to see what other offers come in for him. But I think at, at this point today, you, you have to really like where Wisconsin stands with him. And then I mean, we kind of teased it earlier some tight ends in the 2021 class. Um, you saw, you know, you actually in that camp overall, you, you highlighted it in your recap, which folks, you know, that, that John has these great camp breakdowns uh, and he had one out late Friday and, you know, he talked about the tight ends and out of that, uh, a 2021 kid popped up and now has an offer from the Badgers. How did he stand out? 
Yeah, Jamison Gears um, from Illinois. He looked real good. Uh, very much like an H back, where you know he's a good pass catcher, uh, pretty athletic kid, and you know he was part of a really good tight end group. I thought along with Joel Stolfel, an in-state kid from the 2020 class who has a handful of offers, and uh, Russell Corrigan. He's a kid from Minnesota, also in that 2020 class. Um, you know, uh, but you know, looking at those three, you know, Gears kind of jumped out. I think from the group. Um, you, you saw it in his ability to catch the ball and, and get upfield and, you know, even blocking too, when they brought them in for that little overtime session. Um, I thought he blocked very well uh, too against, uh, you know, some, some pretty decent defensive linemen that they have there and also the group of linebackers that they brought. So um, the offer certainly made sense. I, I thought he was a guy that was, you know, definitely going to be under, you know, involved in that offer discussion at some point during camp and it came through. Um, the writing was kind of on the wall. He, he, he was with his parents at the end of the camp and Mickey Turner, you know, kind of brought them into the football facility. So I, I kind of thought that an offer offer would go down at some point there. I believe that Wisconsin's offered number 12 for him. Uh, he has some pretty good options, Virginia, Iowa, a handful of other schools are involved with him early. So um, I would imagine he's a guy now that Wisconsin's going to try to get back on campus at some point for a game this fall. And then two, I mean, anything else that, really stood out to you with with some of the in-state kids or any type of the recap? I mean, overall, maybe, um, maybe the two part question here where anything, anyone from in-state kind of stand out this, this last camp uh, on Friday, but also overall, any other themes that you felt over the past three, four weeks for these camps really stood out? Yeah. Another in-state kid that I was definitely keeping an eye on was uh, Cole Wisniewski. Uh, he's a kid from Sparta high school. Uh, he came and he plays quarterback in high school, but he worked out at, at safety, uh, under Jim Leonard, uh, throughout the, the camp on Friday. And, uh, he's got a little bit of Scott, uh, Scott Nelson in him. And, you know, in terms of how his body looks, he's, he's listed at six, three, about 190 pounds. He's really long moves pretty well. Um, but he's still kind of figuring out that position because he hasn't played a full time in high school. So, um, you know, I don't know that he's going to be a guy that picks up an offer, but I think he's going to give the staff something to think about. Um, another offer that that did come out, uh, you know, it surfaced today, and I actually talked to Connor, I'm sorry, Carson Hinsman today. He's a 2022 offensive lineman from inside the state, and uh, he made the decision to camp twice at Wisconsin this month, and that that certainly paid off for him. He's the first in-state guy in, in that sophomore class to pick up an offer from the Badgers. Uh, he also has an offer from Iowa, so we'll have a story on on him tomorrow, which is Monday. Um, but again, you know, he's, he was part of a really good offensive line group and that's usually the case year in and year out. Um, I thought, you know, over the three camps, uh, the offensive linemen that they brought there uh, were really strong. You know, obviously that was headlined by um, Jack Nelson, who's, who's committed to Wisconsin. And uh, I thought maybe he was the, you know, the, the top player, the top prospect that they had on the offensive line. But, if you look at the other guys that, that they were able to get on campus, J.P. Benchwall was obviously committed in that 2021 class. Uh, Riley Mallman, who's a top target there. Uh, Hinsman, we talked about. Joe Brunner's another kid from that 2022 class who just moments ago actually picked up an offer from Iowa. Uh, Wisconsin's going to offer at some point. Uh, Henry Latovsky, he's a, he's a big kid from, from Iowa. Uh, Hunter Whitenack. He's a kid from Indiana, also part of that 2022 class, uh, and a handful of others were there too. So, um, you know, no offers in, in the senior class went on on the offensive line. That was kind of expected. But I think Joe Rudolph got a really good look at a lot of guys uh, down the road in that 2021 and 2022 class. 
uh, for, for potential offer guys that they want to make, uh, you know, in the next maybe year or two. You know, what we're going to do now, folks, we're going to take a quick break, come back uh, in just maybe 90 seconds, hopefully, and we'll break down, uh, just wrap up the show with some more basketball. I thought I saw some basketball offers go out. There's a 2020 football walk-on offer uh, sent out earlier on Sunday as well. We'll get to that before we take it home here on this Sunday evening here on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast powered by Overtime Media. We return here on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast powered by Overtime Media. Got John McNamara on the line. I'm Jake Kokorowski. And real quick, folks, too, once again, guys, go to BadgerBlitz.com. Click on that breaking banner. We are running a great sale right now. It is fantastic. This promo uh, gives you free premium access to BadgerBlitz.com and all the rival sites you know, basically for free until the season opener against South Florida on August 30th. So you don't pay until September 1st, uh, click on that breaking uh, banner, click, uh, and, uh, type in promo code summer 19. Why? Because you get, like I said, free premium access for a lot of the recruiting articles that you saw this weekend. Uh, and then we'll have tons more coming up this summer, uh, details for summer camp. We'll have more recruiting talk, all that, uh, you get that, like I said, for free until the season opener against South Florida in late August, early September. Again, promo code 19. And the cool thing too, uh, exclusive with this deal too, uh, when you become a member and you subscribe, you get access to the badgerblitz.com forums. And folks, it, the Badgers Den is always rocking. We always got something going on. There's always talk, recruiting news going on. It, it, there's a lot that we have a lot of fun with it. John and I love talking to the community. That's what we are. That's what we we like to pride ourselves on here at badgerblitz.com. We're a community. We enjoy it. Great discussions. Uh, come give us a try and help us, uh, you know, help us, uh, you know, be a great Badger centric community there. But uh, John, before we wrap up the show, a couple news and notes, basically quick hitters, two new basketball offers, who are they and, and and what stands out about the offers? Well, they're both from the 2021 class. And I think that's the biggest thing. Um, Wisconsin going to have a lot of scholarships to play with. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do. You know, if they, you know, try to bank some for the 2022 class um, or if they want to use them all, you know, which they would have, you know, at least five, maybe six, um, you know, Trevor Anderson's going to go on scholarship this year. And I don't know if that we've, or, you know, he'll stay on scholarship. That that would be my understanding is that he would stay on scholarship, um, you know, beyond just this uh, upcoming year. So that would put the number potentially at six. But again, you know, he might be a guy who applies for medical red shirts. I think there's a lot uh, to go through with, with Trevor Anderson, but Wisconsin's going to have a lot of scholarships to play with in the 2021 class. Um, and you're seeing with the new offers that they put out, um, I also think that, you know, Garden and staff have, have evaluated how they've attacked other classes and they don't want to be in a position where they're scrambling late. So they're, you know, if they, if they see a guy that they like, uh, they're going to offer him. And I think, you know, a couple of people asked um, on the message board, you know, neither of these guys did camp at Wisconsin for either the advanced or team camp to my knowledge. I am almost positive about that. Um, but, you know, they were able to see them at some point and, you know, evaluate some film and get feedback um, from, you know, their, their coaches and, and their camp there. And they felt good about the offers. Um, the first one is, is Logan Duncombe. Um, he's a kid from Moeller high school. 
in Ohio, which is a state that Wisconsin's had some success in. Uh, really with Lamont Paris on on staff, he did a good job in that state. And uh, we'll see if, if Dean Oliver can do the same thing. Uh, a six foot eight, about 220 pound post player um, from, from Ohio. Um, he's also got a few other offers right now. Um, Iowa, Ohio State, and, and Miami of Ohio, and, and now Wisconsin. Uh, so it'll be interesting if they can get him on campus at some point uh, now that he has an offer in hand. And then the second one that, that came out uh, just a few hours ago uh, was to, to Bryce Hopkins. He's a wing from Illinois. Um, he, you know, he's a three-star guy that we have right now. Is also has offers from Illinois and uh, Miami of Ohio, uh, Milwaukee, Nebraska, and Northwestern and Xavier now along with Wisconsin. So um, I think the biggest takeaways are that Wisconsin is not necessarily casting a wider net, but um, are Greg Gard seems more willing to put offers out there, which I think he has learned from from previous classes. And um, you know, I think it's it's good because I think it's going to uh, put Wisconsin in the, in the discussion with more kids. And you know, w- with kids have offers, they're more likely to visit. So um, I like both offers. And again, they're going to have a lot a lot of scholarships to play with in the 2021 class. It doesn't mean that they don't feel good about anyone that they have offered in that class. Um, it just means that you know they they're evaluating guys and the, and, and they're seeing guys that they like. And they're, they're putting offers out there to see what happens. So um, I like both offers, and you know, they're going to have a lot, of, a lot of room to play with in that 2021 class. And then lastly, um, a lot of info there for basketball. But uh, early this morning, also received a tweet regarding theirs. I mean, talking about my hashtag brand for, for those, you know, I, you know, I wrote walk on this way. So obviously I keep a little bit of an eye on walk-ons. I'm sure I'll do some walk-on features, some previews even before this season for badgerblitz.com as I've done in years past for other places. Uh, but you know, uh, I'm on William Williams uh, tweets out. Uh, he's got a preferred walk-on offer from Wisconsin. Uh, what can you tell us about uh, this 2020 recruit? Yeah, I remember writing about Williams um, last year or last fall uh, because he's visited Wisconsin a few times. Um, and he's a kid from Milwaukee, Riverside High School, and um, he's a standout on both sides of the ball, um, really fast, electric with the ball in his hands. Uh, Wisconsin, I would imagine, wants him to play quarterback. Uh, he also camped at Wisconsin. Uh, I want to say the, the second camp he was there, uh, and I thought he did pretty well. Uh, the biggest thing, you know – He's not the tallest guy in the world. He's he's about five foot eight, you know, maybe closer to five foot seven. But um, he, he's he's got legit speed, and you know, Wisconsin's going to try to find a way uh, to get him in this twenty twenty class. He's also a really good baseball player. If I if I'm not mistaken, he's got some offers to play uh, baseball uh, in college. So um, we'll try to connect with him at maybe at some point this upcoming week. But uh, to my knowledge, he's the first preferred walk-on offer so far for Wisconsin in the 2020 class. And as we wrap up the show, I mean, one thing too, uh, one more quick hitter, Ethan Happ, uh, you know, the first report coming from the Wisconsin state journals, Jim Polzine saying that Happ would play for the Chicago bulls NBA summer league team. That's taking place. That particular one that the bulls are in runs from July 5th through the 15th down in Las Vegas. So, uh, you know, he'll be able to showcase his talents, not just for the Bulls, but also for other NBA or professional basketball personnel that are in town scouting talent. Uh, and, of course, Hap left quite the, you know, mark. He's a Wisconsin legend 
all-time leading rebounder, all-time leading shot blocker, and is also up there in the top five for what? Um, scoring, assists, uh, I think steals too. So uh, again, uh, Ethan Happ has that ability to now, you know, show what he can do uh, in front of uh, scouts and personnel coming up uh, early next month. John, anything else that you want we have on the docket before we take it home? You know, Ethan Happ is going to have a long and successful career somewhere outside of the NBA, somewhere in Europe. He's, I, I just think that, it, you know, the, I don't know that it's going to work for him in the NBA, but I think he's a guy that's going to have a long and really prosperous career uh, somewhere overseas. And he's going to make a ton of money. He's going to have a lot of success. I just, I just don't see his game translating to the NBA, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, he'll, he'll make that money overseas or somewhere. Or, you know, it's going to be, uh, I predict that, like you mentioned, I think it's going to be a great professional career for him. Uh, and then I know for sure, I mean, we're hoping down the road too, we're going to get some of the, uh, with that, the the tournament, there's uh, that team cold blooded uh, that's out there with, I think Nigel Hayes, I think it, Nigel Hayes is also playing on a summer league team now too. I forgot who. Um, I want to say the, Cl- the Clippers maybe. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, and then, you know, there are other former Badgers that are teaming up to try to win uh, the millions of dollars in, in that tournament. We hope to chat with Vito Brown and others uh, coming up down the road, uh, hopefully soon. I got to reach out and go from there. But uh, really for us on this site, uh, thank you guys again. Uh, we appreciate all the listens you guys have been, you know, making this a great podcast. We're going to try to do this twice a week, ev- you know, every single week, uh, especially during the season. Uh, and then also coming up, we have, well, I'm sure I'll be busting out some position previews going on as well uh, in podcast form, not just written form. Uh, but for us, you know, uh, ways to find us, you know, you can find John on Twitter at McNamara Rivals. Uh, for us, uh, you know, our Badger Blitz Twitter feed uh, at Badger underscore Blitz is growing. Make sure you guys follow that because we post all our stories up on there as well. Me at Jake Coco. And then, you know, for the site again, badgerblitz.com and for our promo code, you guys go click on that breaking banner promo code summer 19. You guys get free premium access to badgerblitz.com, the rival sites. Uh, and then as well as the badgerblitz.com forums, uh, the badgers den is rocking as we speak. Uh, again, you guys get that for free when until the season opener against South Florida. So make sure you guys, uh, take advantage of it and just let us see what we, you know, what you, what you like about it. And uh, as John has mentioned before, we'd love to, you know, uh, love to earn your business. And, and so hopefully you give us a shot there. Uh, and we got a lot of, hopefully a lot of cool things coming up down the road too uh, for, for Badger Blitz subscribers uh, we got going on uh, down the road. So, uh, but then also uh, Facebook, Wisconsin Badgers on BadgerBlitz.com. The search that you're right there. Uh we have an Instagram page as well uh, with, with our photos. And then on top of that uh, for this podcast, right guys go to Apple podcast. You guys can go to Google Spotify, uh, the original website that will have this up and I'll have this up probably by about nine 30 tonight. Uh, Overtime media. Uh, just Google that, click on that, go to NCAA. There's our page right uh, there where it says badgerblitz.com podcast. That's where you can listen as well. So we got tons of avenues there. Uh, Give us some reviews. Tell us how we can be the best Wisconsin centric podcast out there. And and the numbers that are growing, we really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, John, anything else before I say good night? Just, just everything that you said, 
Jake, uh, there's a couple more days left of this, uh, the offer and the promo that we're running uh, to, to get you free coverage until the kickoff. And um, I, I think what we've done over the last, you know, what, 20, 23 days has been, has been pretty special on the site. And um, we're hoping to, uh, to continue that momentum into the summer and then, uh, you know, right away into the fall camp. And then Wisconsin's 2019 season, so it's all right around the corner, and we can get you there for free in, until the kickoff against South Florida. Absolutely. And, folks, have a great start to the week. I know it's been you – know, the weather was actually cleared up for the official visitors for the most part, uh, especially on Saturday. It was gorgeous when I was down at the farmer's market. But uh, coming up this week, if you're in the Wisconsin area, a little rainy uh, starting off the week. But guess what? It's going to be beautiful and warmer, a lot warmer, actually, coming up. So enjoy the weather. You guys be safe. Enjoy the week uh, for John McNamara. This is Jake Kokorowski signing off for the BadgerBlitz.com podcast powered by Overtime Media.